Welcome back to the Field of 68 Best Bets show presented by Bet Rivers or the Three Man Weave. We're here to talk you through another slate of college basketball. Matthew Cox is in Florida. Yes, Tim's in Vegas. Kai's in Chicago. We're covering three time zones. We are everywhere. Takeaways from yesterday, fellas. A lot happened. Jim, UConn, Villanova, crazy game, fun back and forth. Lots of controversial stuff happened. What did you see yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I, I I thought that game became about the refs, which is a bummer because they they made it about themselves early with the Hurley ejection, and they made it about themselves late with some really really shaky calls, the uh, jump ball that was almost not even close to a jump ball, and then the yeah, charge yes. that was not a charge, block charges, man, they're so bad, they're they're consistently Bam. bad. But Kai, I want to point a little more to Ben. What? That one yesterday, Texas Tech. Thank God it won. Ken Palm, though, fellas. Yeah. Wow. This team is awesome. Like, I I think they're not being valued in the market, especially in futures, like the way that that value or that ranking, like they're ahead of Auburn. They're two spots ahead of Auburn and they just haven't gotten the same love. I feel like they're legit, Matt. I buy them completely. The offense is finally inside the top 50. Like, it's not as anemic as it's been in the past. And the defense is unbelievable. I'm, I'm in on the Red Raiders. I am too. Uh, again, I know you have to caveat that that was at home and it's a different team away from their home arena, but it's still a pretty damn good team. And another team that's really good at home, Kai, is Iowa. Uh, I think these are two fascinating teams when tournament time rolls around. It's like you basically have to split their results down the middle. Um, they've been untouchable at home. They've been really pretty you know, good on the road as well. We'll see what happens when when it comes to March. But man, just to teams from a handicapping perspective, you don't want to fade on the road. But hey, we did. Uh, that was fun for about one second. And then Iowa was up 10. And then it was 20 and then it was 25 and then it was over time. Okay. So loser for you and a, a loser for me uh, again. Yeah, it was uh, Michigan state. You know, I bashed him on the show for, for weeks. Then I took him, you know what? I'd make the same bet though. You can't really go off game sample sizes guys. That's a takeaway too. It's like, Oh, terrible bet. Well, no, I mean, I'd probably make the bet again. You know, it, I, it was plus EV in my mind in yep, the pregame didn't work out. It happens. Are we worried? Do we think Michigan State, like just the fact the way they lost and the way they lost at Rutgers, like is that more concerning than the fact that they didn't cover? Like they got blasted yeah. and they feel like they have a little bit of quit factor to them. I don't know, it's not great. Yeah. I mean, they're not very talented. <laughs> hey, and my, I mean, look back to where we think. thought they were preseason, right? It's kind of where I look. Well, it's like, wait, hold on. I didn't think it was going to be that good. So why was I so excited about them a few weeks ago? So I kind of had yeah. to like recalibrate my mind back to like, Matt, you were right a few months ago. Uh, yeah, shout out to your guy, Big. Ahead, you, and I, you and I put him in the elite eight in our midseason picks on our podcast. And now I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, yeah, we were shocking that Kool-Aid. Yeah. Now we're going to throw it up over all over ourselves. Hey, shout out to our guy, big cat sleepers talking about how the, uh, while it was a 30 point L the flawless execution and the handshake line. Uh, so they responded to Izzo's call out. So props to Sparty on that one. That's a moral victory uh, to some degree. Kyle. Very good. Very good. All right. Let's get into the rundown for today. Cause we have a lot of good games and we're starting off with, a marquee matchup in the ACC. It's Duke at Virginia. Matthew Cox, Duke, not your alma mater, but your favorite team. Revenge in full force. Are they coming out mean in this game? Virginia won game one in a cra- in crazy fashion. The end of that game was nuts. They also led by as many as 12 in the first half. Virginia showed up. But does Duke get him back tonight? Yeah, I think they do. That's uh, my best bet. I'm just going to start off the show with uh, spill the beans at the top of the A block here. I just think, Jim, you mentioned this narrative. I continue to re- regurgitate it myself. Duke, 
uh, Duke games are about Duke. And when they're on the road, when they're motivated, um, I, I think we see a really good effort tonight, especially coming off the devastating meltdown in that game one, Kai. A game that they started to control, at least in parts. I know Bennett basically coached circles around Coach K with his ability to take Duke out of transition. I mean, that was a vintage checkers versus chess, chess type of situation. I just think Duke's talent overcomes that coaching edge tonight, Jim. Uh, again, in a motivated, all-the-way hype spot. My one concern, though, uh, this is brought to my attention by my guy Mitch, who's my Duke insider on the beat. Uh, we kind of put Jeremy Roach on the back burner, and he's kind of like phasing Coach K is phasing him out of the rotation, and I don't love that. I think he's been a key part of uh, Duke's balance on offense. So I, I think he's a guy that they need tonight in this matchup, and I want to see how he's utilized. Yeah, I, I think he's important too, Matt, especially the ball pressure he can put on. Virginia had five turnovers yep. at Cameron. They had five turnovers. Like the, the Duke defensive engagement was clearly low. That team is far too athletic, far too long to only force five turnovers. I know Virginia takes care of it. They have some experience in the backcourt, but that's that's ridiculous. And Matt, if they can't get out in transition off of some steals, takes away some easy buckets for Duke. Now, you mentioned the spot for, for Duke last game. They had won three straight road games, including just coming straight off of the beatdown of North Carolina. UNC, yeah. I think it was a letdown for Duke. This time, they should be way more locked in. Duke games, we've said it on here before, Duke games are about Duke. Are they locked in? Are they going to play near their talent level? Then you can probably bet on them. But if it's it's kind of a, a down spot, they probably will be lackadaisical. And this one against a team they've already lost to, Kai, I think Duke is probably the right spot here. Yeah, I did too. Kind of crazy though, game one. So Virginia was just two for 12 from three. And they shot nine free throws to Duke's 22 free throws. Haha, <laughs> Cameron Endor. Uh, and still won. So impressive job by Bennett. You're right. It was pretty much a, a coaching thing. There's mismatches everywhere for Duke, right? They're more talented, they're more athletic, they're better defensively, they're better offensively. They're number one on both ends in the ACC, and they can actually shoot. So I agree, Duke should be able to cover five, Matt. Let's hope they're motivated enough. Let's hope uh, Coach K shows up with the clipboard. Yeah, you guys are all wrong for following me. I haven't had the best bet right since now. So the chat mom's on to it, by the way. They're all over Virginia. I think they have the right side, given my takes, given my history. So, hey, let's... <laughs> Um, you know, zig when I'm zagging, I think is the, the right approach at this point. Uh, today we're all zigging. All right, Jim and Matt, the next game is Xavier at Providence. Woohoo! Hey, funny market thing here. They clearly don't believe in Providence either. Mm. The line suggests Xavier is better on a neutral, which many handicappers and analytical sites would agree with. Reality, you see what they've done. They're 22 and three. They're a top 10 team in the AP poll. Uh, as of now, they're around a four seed in the tournament, top four seed, but they're 46 in Kempom. Jim, is this line correct? We know Xavier's kind of plummeting right now. We know Travis Steele has issues late in the season. Are they better than Providence on a neutral? They're not better than Providence. They might be better than Providence on a neutral if Al Durham is out again. That's that's right. rather large. Uh, he's a big part of their closing. He, he's one of the best free throw shooters in the country. I think he's like 95% in the final two minutes of game. Wow. He, he just doesn't miss. Gets to the line a ton. Uh, so I think they need him out there. They were able to win in overtime at Butler without him. But, you know, that, that was still kind of a shaky effort. They were down 19. Butler missed a wide open three. I, I lean towards Providence here, Matt. But it does feel like if you lay two, the Friars will win by one and, and frustrate you to, to no end there. Xavier's also on a massive, massive swoon right now. So I, I don't yep. have a lot of appetite to back them either. Yeah, and Xavier's not deep, and I could be without Nate Johnson tonight to get the update on his injury status, but uh, it's in the air. a key I guy think, there. Yeah. It's up in the air. I think both yeah. are officially game-time decisions. 
Uh, I think Aldera matters a ton. Jim, you mentioned it. Uh, Providence with that, you know, heroic comeback against Butler. They went one for 20, I think, for a stretch in the first half. Um, so you could look at that and say, well, Providence aren't really lucky against Butler. You could also skin that cat in the in the form of, well, they went one for 20 without their most indispensable backcourt piece against a Bo Hodges or Butler team in a hype spot, and they still got the win on the right. road. Um, so I, it, this is the one time I'm like kind of tempted to ride the Providence Magic Carpet ride, to be honest, especially at the current price um, against Rhodes Xavier Kai. I'm not going to do it because um, I hate backing road team, or I'm sorry, I hate backing home teams given how dominant uh, road teams have been the last few weeks against the number. I mean, Providence too, especially if Nate Johnson's out. Uh, Xavier's gotten crushed two games, he's been out. St. John's, UConn, they, they hit, were not competitive. He's very important to their backcourt. You could argue he's more important than Durham. Uh, to his particular team. I'm not trying to maybe do, do some math up here on that one. Uh, but if he's out, I'd probably take Providence here. Minus one and a half seems very short for uh, against a team in Xavier that's not playing great right now. I think there's a decent chance Durham returns too, which if he does, this line is a bargain. I think. Yes, yes agree. I agree. So hop in now, maybe. Uh, next game though. Ooh, man, we're excited about this one. It's Wyoming at Colorado State. Game one was fantastic, Matt. A little bit of a a ref show, unfortunately, at the end of the game. Roddy rocked. Maldonado rocked. In my opinion, Matt, everyone's reaction should be this spread's too high. Yeah, Wyoming has two losses all year over seven points. They're eight and three against the spread on the road. But Colorado State can be awesome, especially at home. What do you think? Yeah, and this is like, again, trying to respond to my recent culture here, getting too cute and being overly contrarian. Like, let's just look at the simple gut feeling of this line's too high. And that's kind of my reaction. I think that's what 95% of people, when they see a Wyoming team who has been competitive in like every game they played against good teams. Um, I thought they found a matchup edge in that first game with the Maldonado back down as has been kind of a weapon for them. Now they go back on the road to Colorado state, but it's a rivalry game. It's not like a daunting travel. They, they play it out to themselves. I don't think you, you give Colorado state a full six points. For home, assuming Jim, you think these two teams are equals, which at this point I'm inclined to think they are. Yeah, I think the spot is probably juicing up the line a little bit. Uh, yeah, fair. Colorado State in a revenge after losing in overtime at Laramie, and also off an embarrassing loss on Saturday to UNLV. Mm-hmm. Like, th- there's a high motivation factor to give a good effort here, both for conference standings, for revenge, and, and just to, to you want to get a good performance, maybe a get right at home. I agree, though. The number's too high. I, I liked the spot for Colorado State, but at six, I'm not laying it. If this was like three and a half, four, I would have laid it. But, Kai, this is probably the right number, given all the other situational factors. Yeah. As Graham pointed out, Graham Haynes in the chat it actually went up a half point. It's six and a half most places right now. I mean, you can, again, if you want to subscribe to my buy the hook theory to semi-key numbers, get Wyoming at seven points. Like, that's a that's a bargain. But, hey, what do I know? I mean, they, they clearly people know something I don't. They bet, uh, they, they bet, they bet Arkansas last night against against Florida, like it was over and it, and it was. So I don't know how they know the final, but they do. Uh, yeah. I mean, Colorado state's not invincible, right? Swept by UNLV. Then they have the ability to go through major cold stretches, despite being pretty good offensively. They can go cold. I am surprised yeah, the line a lot of easy shots inside. No, a lot of jump shots, no. super talented, but yeah, they, they hit shots. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised the line. It's definitely a, we want Wyoming money type of line. Um, Colorado state's definitely looking forward to this game. They, they, it might have been a look ahead against UNLV, uh, but there's there, it's, it's still a big spread. Despite being so much at stake, it's a big spread. Uh, I'm leaning towards Wyoming as well. Next game here, Wake Forest travels to Clemson. 
Jim Wake Forest is top 30 once again in Kempom. A huge win over Notre Dame puts him in good position for the dance. You like a, spy, a side in this game. What do you think? Wake, Wake Forest minus three, best bet. Kai, I love Ooh. Demon Deeks. They have been outstanding this year, especially since they got Monsanto into the rotation. They're seven and two against the spread on the road. Pretty impressive. One of the best yep. road cover teams in the entire country. Clemson's only two, four and one in conference play against the spread at Little John. So it's not been the edge that you normally oh. would think. Uh, Hunter Tyson likely still out. He's a matchup problem in the front court. And PJ Hall only played one minute last game. He's a game time decision tonight. If he's out, man, I, I adore Wake Forest here. So even if he plays, he's probably shorthanded. But Matt, I, I think the Deacons can spread him out. And they're just they're just better at this stage than shorthanded Clemson. Yeah, I agree. Again, same theme of let's just keep it simple. Like Wake Forest minus three, the way they're playing against Clemson, who's basically the walking wounded right now. You're right. If Hall plays, he's not going to be at his best. As Kai mentioned a few shows ago, he's basically been uh, hobbled the last few weeks. Um, and yeah, I watched, I've seen Clemson play at home, I think two or three times in the last month that the Duke game comes to mind. Little John just hasn't had the same juice. It hasn't in, in years past. And just with the way the team's trending, crumbling down the stretch, you know, maybe some of the Brad Brownell rumors are coming into the midst. The fan base is sort of you know retracting. Yeah. I don't think this warrants any sort of strong home court, which is clearly baked into the line when you're only uh, given three to wake Kai. Uh, <clears throat> without Hunter Tyson, Clemson, Owen six straight up. Owen six against the spread. They cannot, they, they have not been good with him out of lineup. Couldn't beat Florida state who is missing mills, polite and Osborne team is not very good without him. He's a, it's he's really a bad. very important piece. He's a glue guy. He's a great second banana to PJ hall. Yeah. Spread short. I think it's wakes game as well. Jim, I know it's gone up in some places. Um, I just don't think Clemson's done anything to prove it can win here. It's two teams going in opposite directions. So I, I lean towards you. Hope you win your best bet, man. Thanks Kai. You're welcome. And that takes us to chat mob round. So one Jim round them up. What do we got? A lot of them. A lot of questions in the chat. Okay. You're each getting a conference title clincher, potential clincher. Uh-oh. Kai, you're getting the SOCON Chattanooga headed to East Tennessee state. The mocks have had their chances to clinch this league already, but they've dropped a couple recently, but if they win tonight, they'll be two up on, on, or I think they'll still be one up on Furman, but with the tiebreaker. So they can clinch the yep. one seed. What do you think? Yeah, they're just getting their losses out of the way, Jim. Um, setting up a nice run for the SoCon tourney. I, I lean towards Chattanooga here. Uh, they're, in my mind, clearly the better team. Obviously, they've had some some slip-ups last few days, but I think this is where they get it done. So I, I lean towards the Mox minus three. Yeah, they should beat up East Tennessee State inside. East Tennessee yep. State has no, no interior size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt, that means you get the Sun Belt. Texas State heading to South Alabama. Man, Texas State has been awesome. The Bobcats have stayed atop the league. They're two games up right now. They can clinch, like we said. Do you think they get it done? Yeah, I do. I'm surprised the spread's not a little bit higher. I think there's two teams in the Sun Belt where odds makers are trying to. It should be, yes, higher. You think South Alabama should be like a five-point favorite? Oh, no, sorry. I think Texas State should be, um, sorry, lower. I forgot they're actually not favorite in this game because it's on the road. Thank you. Um, But point being, South Alabama and Georgia State seem to be teams that the odds makers are trying to like hedge against. And I'm not really buying into the South Alabama thing. They've not been as good as we thought they would be. Uh, I think Texas State wins here, Kai. So I think as a dog, it's a pretty good bet. Yeah, especially you're getting over a possession. I, I, I lean towards the Bobcats as well. This is more like the coaching and execution against talent. And I like to get coaching and execution yeah. as a dog in those. Uh, although that goes against the Virginia Duke thing, but there's extenuating circumstances there. <laughs> All right. Uh, a few from pound it live here, Kai South Florida at East Carolina. Do we just continue to blindly fade the bulls? They're terrible. 
Yeah, I'd probably fade him. Uh, I lean towards East Carolina, who's not terrible, and South Florida is terrible, Jim. Yeah, East Carolina has been like actually competent when Suggs is in the lineup, and yep. he's back, so that's big. Yes, Suggs matters. Matthew UMass at Dayton. Dayton's been a steamroller. I think they're they might mm-hmm. be the highest ranked team in the A10 at Ken Palm now. They have got all the way up into the top fifty. Wow. Uh, they're taking on a UMass team that is erratic and potentially looking to fire Matt McCall. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know how you can back UMass with any confidence. I mean, it's a big spread, I guess. Uh, it's been bet down a little bit to 12, so some folks seem to be uh, trying to fade a young Flyers team a team that we thought would be inconsistent, but really has been. They've just been awesome. Like Their bigs have been awesome. The guard play has been steady, which we thought would be a little bit bumpy. Uh, and Dayton at home is usually just a little bit, you know, that's has some net, EV baked into it. I think they have a stronger home court than the uh, the normal average A10 team. So I would lean Flyers. All right, we're going uh, rapid fire just because of the quantity of questions. Kai, West Virginia at Iowa State. Does Hilton Magic get it done? Yep, I think so. I lean towards Iowa State. No reason to back West Virginia here. They're on a tailspin. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think Iowa State's trending back up a bit. All right, Matt, off the extra board. Eh, no, you hate the extra board. I'll give you a, I do. a main board. Uh, all right, MVC then. Illinois State at Southern Illinois. Illinois State, weird spot. No coach or, or coach is gone. Cy Chapman's out. Do you think the Salukis take care of business? Uh, I think they win, but I am tempted to take plus seven with ISU Red. I'll, I'll take the Redbirds at plus seven. Just been up a little bit. Okay, bold. I would, I would lean the other way, but hey, that's fine. Kai, that means you get an extra board question from Matt Akers. Albany is headed to Maine who parted ways with Richard Barron. So another game with the uh, an interim lame duck kind of coach here. Yeah. Ouch. Tough firing there for, for Barron. Um, I lean towards Albany. Uh, I thought it was a little bit too short, kind of fade Maine a lot anyways, but they've been a little bit competitive ATS. I like Albany minus four and a half spreads come down. That's yeah. I think Maine, Maine is like nine and four against the spread in the conference. Not, not bad at all. Not shabby. Uh, low total game. Uh, maybe lean towards the under. I think that's going to be a little bit of a rock fight. Uh, Matt, back to the MVC from Wonka Dog, Northern Iowa, headed to your Sycamores, who I'm sure you are sick of after their performance. Yes, on I Monday. am. Sure am, Jim. Do the Purple Panthers kick their butt, or do they have the look ahead to Loyola lurking here? Yeah, I think they will. Uh, which could, as you mentioned yesterday, could be the potential a clincher for the outright Valley Crown. I, but Indiana State just can't trust them. It's been bet up to six. I, that team turns it over at will. They take dumb shots late. So Don't bet Indiana State. Don't bet Indian State. Just don't I, the do turnovers is are they're just embarrassing for them. Pass uh, up good shots to get great shots and the turnover before it's so maddening. Maddening. Kyle Lake Show asking about Bucknell at Army. This is the early tip. So if you mm-hmm. have something, this one is uh, tipping off early. I think he liked Bucknell and the under. I don't remember. I'm sorry. What do you think? Not much of a lean here at six. Feels about right. Probably Army. If you had to put a gun to my head, please don't, because the Army I think is pretty good at shooting guns. <laughs> Yeah, very, be, be, be careful there. Uh, all right, Matt, back to the Sun Belt. Tim Kafer's best bet is Arkansas State minus three at home against Coastal Carolina. Do you buy that? I don't know. It's This seems like a coaching mismatch to me. Yeah, it does. It's been bet up to three and a half, and thankfully I don't have to bet it myself because uh, I missed the number here. I think Matt a month ago would have hammered Arkansas State minus two against Coastal, but just given the erratic nature of the Red Wolves, I'm going to stay away. Yeah, I would, I would lean towards Coastal. All right, Kai, you get a question from the Valley. Drake at Valpo. Ethan Wright asks, do we just keep riding Drake? Just keep on going? Yeah, I lean that way. Seven's a bit big, and Valpo's not terrible at home. Uh, Kithier, not full strength, I don't I don't think. Uh, Drake's been a wagon. I'd probably lean his way. <laughs> Their way. Drake is a personality team. What about Josh? Do you like Josh, too? No, I don't. 
I don't. I never watched. Never watched that show, Jim. I was a little bit too old for it. I didn't either. Uh, All right, two from the A Sun here. I can take these. Pete asking if North Florida is going to maintain their incredible run even without Hendrickson and Jose Placer. They're at Jacksonville. I'm with the Dolphins there. I think this is where it runs out for North Florida. Obviously, a big rivalry game, the River City Rumble, as it is known. I like the Dolphins though. I I think they're just kind of too good defensively to get beat by a shorthanded team. And the other one, Central Arkansas at North Alabama, the Paris's best bet is the over. Yeah, I'm with you. Central Arkansas overs are usually a good bet. North Alabama has kind of been back and forth as an over and under team in my mind, but that's more about the Bears, Central Arkansas being an over team. Uh, all right, two more, and then we will get back to the outline. Matt from the A-10, George Mason at VCU. Sounds like Keyshawn Curry and Hassan Ward are going to go for VCU. I think that's a big deal. I kind of like them against George Mason. Do you agree? Yeah, it's a big number, though, six and a half uh, against Mason, who I, mean, I think they've been pretty competitive when they're backs against the wall. I actually would lean Mason up the number, Jim, but no, I, we all have VCU. I'm not going to fade him. Fair enough. Uh, Kai, your Golden Gophers. Mine. You saw them live at Wisconsin. Now we've got the rematch in the barn. How do you see this one playing out? And Minnesota put a pretty good fight. They were never without, or excuse me, uh, outside of cover range the entire game. Impressive. However, I think Wisconsin's a much better team. They're poised. Them on the road doesn't really play into my handicap. I, I think they get it done. I think there's a chance Peyton Willis returns for this one too. He missed last game for the Gophers. Uh, but if he's out, that tilts it even more towards Wisconsin. So keep an eye on that. He's he's massively important. Uh, all right. Let's go back to the outline. Kyle, kick it back to you for an SEC battle. SEC country, LSU at Kentucky. Big matchup. Marquee matchup. Prime time. Wheeler, Washington. Will they? Won't they? Matthew Cox. Severe Wheeler played four minutes in the first matchup between these two teams. Washington got hurt late. LSU forced 15 turnovers. Could happen again. Let's say you spreads around seven points right now. Seven and a half. Feels, feels right. I mean, obviously the, the injury situation there is pretty dire, but I mean, God, Colin Gray is going to make every shot under the sun. And I mean, Davian Mitz played, uh, I think 38 of 40 possible minutes. He's been great. Like every time the Wheeler and Ty Ty duo has been in or out of the lineup, he seems to step in and fill that void pretty, uh, pretty effectively. Obviously they're a better team when they're at full strength in that backcourt. Um, but I don't know, Kai, do we trust road LSU? I know it's eight, Jim. Seems kind of high, but I thought seven, eight against Alabama was too high, and I was dead wrong. So, I uh, again, Kentucky's on the note fade list, especially at home. Um, it does feel like a decent spot for LSU to kind of remind us of who they were back in November and December uh, in the early part of January. Yeah, and they're only four and five against the spread on the road, LSU. It's not like they're some disastrous auto-fade type of team. And with Pinson, they're definitely a better squad. Um, the, I think the Wheeler and Ty Ty injury statuses are huge because LSU is going to pressure. They have a ton of length. They're very disruptive. If they're down both point guards, I think that's a problem. And I think LSU's a little bit more legit than Alabama is. Uh, I, I just don't really like the roster fit of Alabama with their, with their coach. Uh, so Kai, I'm leaning towards LSU, but I'm not betting it just because uh, Kentucky's rolling right now. Per shot quality, Kentucky is 326th in the country in rim three rate. They settle for poor shots, and you can't do that against LSU, a team that takes away the middle so well. Shibway was limited to eight points in the first matchup. LSU has legitimate shot blockers, legit defense. I think that's how they're going to keep it close tonight. So without Wheeler and Washington, even if hobbled and still in the lineup, I think it's too many points here. I actually lean towards LSU plus seven and a half on the road. Love it. Brayton 
at St. John's back to the big East. We go Jim spread feels a bit high. That's all. That's what I'll start off with minus three and a half at Creighton. Maybe it should be around three or four, but Arthur Kaluma status. Up, it's been up to five now, Kai. Up to five. It, it opened five. Arthur Kaluma status up in the oh, air. Uh, but they are four and oh, straight up without Kaluma. They're two, oh, and two against the spread without him. I'd like to that, clarify from that. Kai was saying he thinks it should be three and a half because it of should the, be the road three, flip flop. Three, like, three. Ah, half. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Based okay, on what the pass line Yes, was. agree. Right, agree so. harder with that. But yeah, no Kaluma. St. John's is playing a lot better right now. They seem healthier. Posh back in the lineup has really energized them. Champigny has had a couple monster games. I kind of think St. John's is trending up. Creighton's won a bunch in a row. It's a young team that might be feeling itself a little bit. Now they've got to go against heavy pressure at Carneseca, the on-campus arena for St. John's. I kind of like the Johnny's here. I, I, I'm, it's not an ideal number to lay, but my gut certainly leans that way, Matthew. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I know Crane's won five in a row, but they beat Butler by two at home. They beat Marquette by one at home in a pretty high home spot, and they beat Georgetown twice. Like, whoop deep, effing dude. No, one, no one's giving you any blue ribbon for that sort of effort. Uh, I'm with you, Jim. Feels a little bit low to me, especially in a game that will play very, very high possession. Um, you know, I just look at this game minus five. It should play closer to... Like this would be probably like a minus three and a half if it were like a normal paced game. But I think this gets up and down pretty quickly. Uh, the Johnnies get up and down and the, the young Creighton Jays kind of fall into that trap. So, yeah, I do like Johnny's here, too, especially uh, given Posh and Champagne's uh, improved health. I like Creighton. Uh, Jays in the road. They have four wins in the Big East on the road this year. Um, I think they're kind of over that whole thing. And the Johnnies top 30 in the country in uh, attempts at the rim. Creighton 17th in the country and field goal percentage allowed at the rim. They wall it off. Johnny's can't really shoot. Kalkbrenner and company are fantastic guarding the paint. Uh, now, Creighton was on fire in game one. They turned the ball over a lot. The turnovers probably happened again. The on fire, maybe not. They grabbed 44% of their misses in game one. I think that can happen again. I like Creighton here at plus five. That's, that's the way I'm leaning, guys. Against the grain of the weave. Yeah. All right, here's a game that everyone's talking about. I've seen zero people in the Twitterverse on Michigan. I've seen only people on Rutgers. Never a good sign. Rutgers at Michigan. Jim, no Howard, no Diabate, no problem or problem. I think spreads around five. Probably came down just a tad. Four and a half now. Really coming down. I don't care about Howard being out, to be perfectly honest. I think Martelli does a ton of the game planning and stuff for them. And he is well-respected, and I think that's going to kind of carry over. Diabate might matter, Matt, but uh, my guy JVT at VEASAN pointed out to me the on-off. They're better without Diabate on the floor, per the numbers. Now, some of those numbers probably include Terrence Williams not being there. Like, if he's not able to play that four spot and go small ball, then maybe those lineups aren't as potent. Uh, But this one's a stay away from me, man. I I just don't have a great feel for this with the guys out and maybe some weird motivational stuff. Michigan really needs wins. And as, as much as Rutgers did look a little better on the road, winning at Wisconsin, I still think they're better at the rack. So I'm staying away here, Matt. I think this is too much of a, everybody loves Rutgers off that spot. And I'm not there. I love the spot for Michigan. Like if this wasn't Rutgers and the way Rutgers is trending, I would be inclined to hammer Michigan. Like you mentioned the Diabate thing. Uh, you're right. I actually kind of like that they it makes them play their more traditional small ball ish lineups uh, with Dickinson as, as their traditional five there. Um, but yeah, Rutgers is awesome, and I like the way they're trending. Uh, Kai, my guy, Paulie Mack, Paulie McKay, he what the revelation he's been for that offense. You know, Baker's playing much better. 
Kai continues to disrespect him. I know it's fine. He's a good player, man. He's good. You got to believe in what you're saying. I, I am bought uh, in on his evolution as a player this year. Have actually. you? His yeah. stats are bananas good. Um, anyway, like 20 pounds. Yeah, he could bench all three of us combined a few hundred times, I think. But yeah, spread's about right, Jim, where it's settled. And I just don't want to fade Rutgers. I'm annoyed because I'm just like, oh, yeah, Phil Martelli and a, a more a, a more set in stone Michigan lineup feels like a great hype home spot to hit him. But no, not against Rutgers the way they're trending. Uh, I'm surprised by people who think Juwan Howard's not a good coach now and that Michigan wouldn't be struggling if he wasn't the coach as if he didn't have fantastic years. I've seen that narrative. Like that Howard means nothing. He might not mean a whole lot in this game. Sure. Uh, he put together a fantastic coaching staff, Phil Martelli being one of them. So I think he'll be fine, but Howard's a good coach. Uh, in my opinion, I, I think yeah, he didn't get enough to. credit for X's and O's. It's fair. Um, it's probably because they've been struggling this year and people are reactionary to what have you done for me lately. I think it's too high though, a little bit because Rutgers is playing so well. And I think Diabate being out is a big deal with their depth. A lot of Brandon Johns. That's not great. And Terrence Williams isn't as big, but, Who's playing Terrence Williams minutes? Not great. Um, so I lean towards Rutgers as well. Uh, TCU at Texas rounds us out, guys. Big 12 matchup here. TCU handled West Virginia, Matt, easily without Eddie Lampkin. But his absence matters more at Texas, in my opinion. He's a massive part of the rebounding efforts on both ends. Opens up scoring avenues. Texas won game one by 23 points. Is it a repeat at home for Texas? Or can TCU hang around? Yeah, anecdotally, I like um, playing teams in the second leg of the rematch when they got bludgeoned in the first one. Now that worked out terribly with Nebraska, but Nebraska's an outlier, and let's just throw them away. That's that's not worth bringing up in this case. Um, I like this TCU team, Kai, and you, I may be underselling the Lampkin thing, um, but I like this Horn Frog team. I think they're a potential live dog here on the road. I'm just out on Texas. I, I continue to say I'm sorry. I just do not believe in this team. Jim. So I, I think nine's a little high. I, I would pretty hard lean toward uh, Jimmy Dixon, the boys there of TCU, Freddie Worth. I'm with you a little high. Uh, as of 15 minutes ago, Eddie Lampkin went through shoot around and their uh, beat writers estimating that he'll probably play some minutes tonight. So that's pretty huge for the Horn Frogs. I also don't trust Texas. I also like that angle of team that got murdered at home. Now going on the road, bigger number could see Texas being a little lackadaisical. Uh, so I, I kind of lean towards the Horn Frogs there, Kai. Yeah, I kind of do too. Um, Texas is definitely more talented, but TCU has guys, Matt. We like to say it. TCU has guys. Yeah, guys. Great athletes. Love I Mike dudes. Miles. I, I, hope Lampkin, I hope Lampkin's in. If Lampkin plays, I'm leaning towards TCU at eight or nine of the spreads currently at. All right, chat mob, round two, Jim, and then we'll hit our best bets, which we've revealed two of them, but there's two more in the hopper. A uh, little, little teaser there. Jim, what do we got? Well, there were a couple questions about Davidson at Duquesne, which is a best bet game. Kyle, you want to reveal? You want to wait? I'll just do it, Jim. Why not? I'm so excited. Come on. Uh, Davidson, minus nine, my best bet. Duquesne is two and 10, their last 12 against the spread. They are a broken team. They have bad chemistry. They don't like each other. They're done with the season. Two games in that 12 game stretch were losses by single digits. Every other game, 0 12 in that stretch. Or by double digits. Even if Foster Lurie doesn't play tonight, I think Davidson rolls, gets it done. They were up 17 in the first game with Lurie in the lineup, but even without him, Davidson minus nine, best bet. Yeah, yeah just wrecked slew without him. Dominant. And they wrecked slew without him in the lineup. There you go. Yeah, who cares? No player matters. Eight and a half. Hey, I got eight and a half. Ha ha. Nice. Hey, we don't, we don't, 
we don't like each other either, but we still put on great performances on a day in and day out basis. So are they, are they great, Matt? Are they great? Uh, performances? Very good. Good enough to cover if we're covering okay. the spread of performance of show. Yeah, we okay. cover the cover. Shows. Uh, all right, Matt from the American Larry Gibson asked about Tulsa at SMU. Saw Kendrick Davis back, put up 27 against Memphis. Is SMU just a wagon now? Are they competing for that? They're still chasing that uh, American title. Yeah, I worry about Tulsa being like this weird thorn in the side in a kind of a dead late in the season dog days of February spot. But I certainly lean that way. Uh, so I go ponies are nothing for me. All right, Kai, in the Sun Belt, you each get a Louisiana school at a Georgia school from Mr. Hot Dog. Kai, you get UL Monroe heading to Georgia State. I think I think it's at Georgia State. Let me clarify yeah, it is. for You're you. Right. Yep. Okay. Uh, what do you got in that game? Do we trust Georgia State to cover 11 and a half? Uh, I mean, preseason, absolutely in this game, I would, but not the way they've been playing, not the way they've been shooting, probably in towards Monroe. I wouldn't take either side. Yeah. Under side. I'm with Matt. I like the under as well. Georgia state mm. has, I believe it's like 11 of their last 12 games have gone under. It, it, it's ridiculous. They're, they're under machine that down a half point and a half, but one thirty-six. I'd still get it. Matt, you get the Cajuns heading to the Eagles, Louisiana headed to the Southern. Can I not talk about my Cajuns? Like, it's just like a toxic, will they, won't they, X relationship. Um, I, I don't know, Jim. I think I kind of want to fade them at this point. It's just the, they don't handle the ball. Uh, even with Brian Au back, they have had not cured those at all. I'm looking to fade Louisiana at this point. I'm going to completely do a 180 um, on my Cajuns, Kai. I like the Cajuns. I think I you're getting off at the wrong time, Matt. Absolutely. Okay. So, they're way better than Georgia Southern. I, I agree, but game. why haven't they played like it? They played I don't like know. It. Have not played like it all I don't year. Know. I don't know. I all wish right, I two, knew. <laughs> two pack from Ryan Abramowitz. Lafayette at Boston U. Kai, somebody else I think mentioned they like Boston U laying the points. I know you don't, I know you like to fade Lafayette. What do you think? I do, but it, uh, they're a tough team to fade, man. I, I don't know. I, I've given up fading him. Uh, and the other one he asked about high point at North Carolina A&T. I prefer A&T here. High point on the road, not quite the same team. Uh, Gigi Smith has taken over. I don't think that's a big handicapping factor at this point, but I like oh, A&T. Yeah. Uh, all right, Matt, you mentioned you thought this line was maybe a little high in the – actually, I can't remember if you said it was low or high, but Wofford at VMI. What do you think of that game? Yeah, I lean Wofford. I mean, the key thing here is Jake Stevens, who I believe is a game-time decision. Um, mm. But, I mean, God, the way Trey Bottom is playing for PMI right now, I mean, it maybe it doesn't matter. But I think in this matchup against a Wofford team that can score, uh, punish you inside, uh, I think you need to have your only real big man. That seems like that would help in this matchup. Road revenge, too. VMI won at Wofford earlier in the year. Yeah, hard lean Wofford. Minus two. I like that. I like that. All right, Kai, multiple people have asked about the Apple Cup. Washington Ooh. at Washington State. Wazoo laying about 10. What do you think? I think it's a little high. Uh, Dejon Davis still not around for Washington. I, I haven't been paying too close of attention to the Huskies, but 10 points. I don't think Washington State's that good right now. Uh, a little bit overvalued, and Washington's been decent in conference play, so I think it's a little bit too much. Okay. Uh, Matt, I'm forcing you to talk extra board. You have to. Learn. Good. Let's Expand do it. your horizons. Eat your vegetables. Ryan N. asking about UMBC at Hartford. What do you think? Uh, obviously, Harper, Jimmy, you know, I've been back in uh, my Hawks most of the year. Well, predominantly against uh, Vermont, which has actually gone splendidly well. Uh, my few extra, my little extra board success. Yeah, I like the Hawks here. It's going to be a pretty high scoring game. Actually, the total's been bet down almost four points. So I guess someone disagrees with me, but I think it's up and down. And I think Hartford uh, prevails. 
Yeah, no marks. I just don't really love that kind of team right now. They've, they've had some weird lineup issues. Which I think but, helps the over, though. Yeah, but yeah, I good point. I don't trust UMBC either. Uh, Kai, in the SEC, South Carolina is hosting Mississippi State. The Bulldogs just got their first ever road win of the season. They won Ooh, at our Mizzou wow. Tigers. Great. They make it two in a row at South Carolina. I don't know. South Carolina is back on its BS with Frank Martin, who somehow finishes like fifth or sixth in the conference, but sucks and misses the tournament. So I would probably stay away from this game. South Carolina can win. Yeah, I might hard lean towards the Gamecocks there. I think they're trending up. Mississippi State on the road, not a fan. All right, Matt, from Fondell, Houston, headed to Tulane. Big one in the American. What do you think? Yeah, gut lean towards Tulane um, at home. Houston just has not been as dominant in the last three or four games. They've finally shown signs of being mortal. However, I think the price is about right at minus nine. And uh, you could argue Houston maybe is reinvigorated by these recent woes and that they come out with a, a very strong effort tonight. So ultimately stay away, but I do lean Tulane. I like Tulane. I did the matchup, I like them trapping a team with no guard depth and Houston off a double overtime win. I think that's a tough spot for them. Uh, all right, Kai, Matt Archer's a couple questions. Syracuse headed to Notre Dame, uh, getting five and a half now. I like Notre Dame. I wrote that up for picks wise. I like them at minus four and a half. Laying over five is not intriguing to me. Five was kind of my cutoff. So what do you think? Lean Notre Dame off loss, super good at home. Yeah, lean Notre Dame. So yeah, I, I wrote it, I wrote that up at, at picks if you want more detail on why I like Notre Dame. Matt, for another one from Matt Arch. Bradley headed to Missouri State. Feel like we're kind of uh, Braves boys here. Do you agree? Yeah, it's too much. Um, Missouri State's a team I feel like I know well. Follow them very closely, and they are very Jekyll and Hyde-ish. Uh, uh, so, kind of the question is: Is the Jekyll or Hyde going to come out tonight? I kind of think that Bradley, uh, you know, puts a put, puts a wrench in their offense just the way they defend with their length at all positions. They got multiple guys they can throw at uh, Isaiah Mobley and uh, engage from up front. Isaiah Mobley, Mosley. Mosley, sorry, Mosley, not Mobley, Mosley. Kai, from Nathan Cerna, Evansville at Loyola. This is a monster spread for a low total game. You basically need Evansville to score 50 points. Can they do it? It's too big. I wouldn't lay 20 and a half with Loyola. Yeah, feels like the end of the year last year, Loyola hosted, they played Southern Illinois like three times. It was not that good last year. And uh, I think SIU covered like the big number every time. So that's my lean. Uh, Matt, Battle of the Techs from Matt Akers. Virginia Tech at Georgia Tech. What do you got? Uh, I mean, Georgia Tech, kind of like the South Carolina Tech that kind of mentioned, just a whack-a-mole type team. It feels like their good efforts have been uh, – you can put an asterisk next to all of them. It's been bet up to six and a half. I, no take for me. I guess I lean Virginia Tech, but nothing for me officially. I lean Ramblin' Wreck. Ramblin' Wreck? Hey, they just, they just had wow. a, a heartbreaker in OT against Syracuse. It is. Uh, it is. Tough spot, I think. All right, from Taryn Longkai, Lipscomb headed to Bellarmine. He likes the Knights at home. I kind of do too. I think their offensive execution destroys the piss-poor defense of the Bison. Yeah, I guess it feels a touch high, but I'm not eager to bet either side. Yeah, I'm not betting it, but that was my my gut sense from the matchup. Matt, from Eric Horner, what do you think about Fordham? They just keep winning somehow. Kyle Neptune has done an absolutely incredible job there. Quisenberry's been out, hasn't mattered. Now they're hosting LaSalle. Do you trust either team here? Uh, battle of two former J-Ride assistants, fun little angle here. Um, but yeah, three straight covers for Fordham without Darian Quisenberry. I mean, I just haven't had a read on this team all year. So uh, certainly no time to hop in now. Obviously, I lean the Explorers, but 
think I've said that a few times against other A10 teams, and that has gone poorly. So no official play for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to fade Road LaSalle, but without Quisenberry, I just I don't know if they have the offensive firepower. Uh, Kai, that's Sin- two, three and a half. Yeah. Cincinnati's going to Central Florida. It's just announced before the show that Brandon Mayhem is out for an extended period of time for UCS. Does that make you lean towards the Bearcats? Sucks. I like, I mean, preseason UCF was a real tournament darling of mine. I was hoping we'd make it far, but they haven't performed, Jim. Minus two and a half still feels a bit short, but without Mayhan, I wouldn't lay it. Yeah, I, I kind of lean towards the Bearcats without him, but they have a bunch of the same kind of dude, so maybe he doesn't matter that much. I've got a bunch yeah. of long, long playmaking wings. Uh, all right, Matt, Radford at Longwood. Longwood has been dominant in that conference. They're still holding on to a lead, one-game lead over Winthrop. Does Radford give them a game here? It's been bet down from nine to eight. I think Radford anecdotally is a pretty good dog. Uh, they have size and length. That's sort of what Darius Nichols is trying to build. That's the DNA he's trying to instill there. Um, fading Longwood's not fun, but there's a time to fade the conference favorites. It seems like it's toward the end of the season uh, when their legs might be starting to give out. So I do lean Radford, I guess. Same. And last question, Kai, that I have seen Grand Canyon at Chicago State from Ryan Abramowitz. Do the Antelopes smack Chicago State after the embarrassment at home against New Mexico State? They should. They should crush them. But Chicago State's been feisty this entire year. Uh, there's no way Chicago State can match up with, with Grand Canyon athletically, size-wise. I, I would take ECU. Yeah, if they're motivated, they should crush them. Uh, all right, that's it. Kai, uh, you can recap your best bet. I will. Hey, before I do, smash that like button, guys. Go ahead. It's really easy. Just scroll on over there with your finger. Use the trackpad, whatever you're doing. Hit the like button. Thanks. We appreciate it. My best bet was Davidson minus eight and a half. That's my best bet. Matt, what was your best bet? D-U-K-E. Let's go Duke and um, continue to carry me on best bets, fellas, especially Jimbo. Hopefully I will find the right side of the winner's circle tonight. But yeah, Duke minus five, little revenge angle at JPJ. So... Go King Rat, as we call Coach K. So lovingly. I can't wait to be able to cheer for him against Tony Bennett. Man, that's going to be Yes, sir. (laughs) Uh, All right. To to remind, my first best bet was Wake Forest minus three on the road at Clemson. And my second best bet, continuing the side and total narrative here with me, Loyola, Maryland, and Navy under 120 and a half. Navy, I believe, has had eight or nine straight games go under a bunch of games with just like 100 total points. Last time these two played, it had 111. I think we see another slow grinding game between two good defenses, two bad offenses. Give me the under there, Loyal Maryland and Navy, 120 and a half. All right. Thanks, guys. And thank you for joining us out there. Thank you to Bet Rivers, our sponsor. We are back tomorrow on Thursday at noon central. We'll see you then. Good luck tonight with your bets. See you Thursday.